Hey, it's a deep dive on the deep state and a special announcement of our new partner on this special edition of the Doc Washburn Show. Welcome to the Voice of the Resistance with Doc Washburn. We are the show that pushes back against the Uniparty and lets you in on the news that traditional talk radio all is all too often afraid to talk about. This is episode 266 of the all-new Doc Washburn Show for Monday, October 24th, 2022. Just so you understand where I'm coming from, I was fired by one of the biggest radio companies in America, Cumulus Media, simply because I refused their vaccine mandate. More evidence comes out all the time that a lot of people are having serious negative reactions to the vaccines. Also, I will never call Joe Biden president because it's obvious the last U.S. presidential election was stolen. I will never pretend a man can become a woman, and I will never forget about the January 6th political prisoners most Republican politicians refuse to even mention. And August 8th, 2022, the day the Biden regime's secret police conducted an unprecedented and unconstitutional raid on the home of a former president of the United States is a day that shall live in infamy. So this is a really different kind of talk show. We're unmasked, uncensored, and unfiltered. If you would like to support what we do, go to our website, docwashburn.com, and click on the button that says Become a Patron. Also, please remember to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss an episode. Okay, deep dive into the deep state today. Also, some breaking news about the latest school shooting. This one in the St. Louis area. That is coming up straight ahead, but first, again, thank you to our advertisers for making it possible for us to do what we do here. Now, if you tried to buy a car recently, you realize there's such a chip shortage, you may have a hard time finding what you're looking for. People I know have actually bought vehicles from hundreds of miles away from where they live. That's where Red River Your Way comes in. Red River Your Way is a big old car dealership in the middle of the USA that believes in freedom including the freedom to buy a car, truck, van, or SUV the way you want to. You can buy online. They'll drive it to you no matter where you are in the continental U.S. Red River Your Way wants to make your car buying experience as easy and transparent as possible. That's why they've added technology to their website that puts you in complete control of your payment options and allows you to complete the entire purchase process online. But don't worry. Red River experts are still here to help you. Every step of the way, if you have any questions, Red River makes it so easy. As you browse their selection, you'll see each vehicle has an Explore Payment Options button. Clicking that button guides you through a few easy questions that then create personalized payment options that you have complete control over. All you have to do is adjust your preferences, and all the math happens automatically, so you can determine what monthly payment works best for your budget. Red River Your Way makes car buying online easy. Your whole car buying process is completely transparent. If you want to buy a car, truck, van, or SUV, order online from the nationwide car dealer that believes in freedom, the dealer that will deliver your vehicle to your front door no matter where you live in the continental U.S. RedRiverYourWay.com. You will be glad you did. All right, big thank you to Mitch Ward, proprietor of Red River Your Way. Now, Before we get to the deep dive of the deep state, I've got to give you the latest 
about the school shooting in St. Louis. UK Daily Mail headline revealed St. Louis school shooter 19 was a former student who returned to gun down 16-year-old and her female teacher while police refused to say how he got into hardened building because it would give a blueprint to future killers. 19-year-old Orlando Harris entered Central Visual and Performing Arts High School in St. Louis, Missouri on Monday morning around 9 a.m. Dressed all in black, Harris reportedly told students, you're all going to die before opening fire. Harris killed a veteran female teacher, 61-year-old Jean Kirk Kuchka, and a 16-year-old female student, Alexandria Bell. Harris was then shot and killed by police, and St. Louis Police Commissioner Michael Sack praised the responding officers. Commissioner Sack would not comment on how Harris got into the school. The doors were supposedly locked, and there were seven armed guards on site. The teenage gunman who killed two people and injured seven others at a school in St. Louis has been named as a former student. That was revealed this evening, 19-year-old Orlando Harris. Dressed entirely in black, when he entered his former high school, shooting dead female teacher and teenage girl before being killed by police. Now, seven guards were inside the building at the time, but Commissioner Sack of the St. Louis Police, again, refused to say at a Monday night press conference how the murderer got in there. You know, didn't want to give a blueprint to other would-be gunmen. The FBI appealed for anyone with photos or video to hand them over to police to assist their investigation. I wonder if he was on their radar, by the way. Commissioner Sachs said the gun laws in St. Louis are very broad. If someone walks down the street with a rifle, if we have no cause, we can't go and talk to them, and that's one of the greatest challenges we face. You lying prevaricator. You prevaricating liar. No, no. That's not one of the greatest challenges you face. The great challenge is that a murderer knows he can go into a school and start shooting and maybe take a few people out before somebody shoots in. That's a challenge. Because of Joe Biden's Federal Safe Schools Act that passed by acclamation through Congress almost 30 years ago, the Bill Clinton signed into law, saying that the, uh, the teachers and the coaches and the principals and the counselors and the janitors aren't allowed to carry. That's a challenge. But you're a liar. You don't want to face it. Outrageous. See, already, before the bodies are in cold, you got the police chief using this for politics. Outrageous.
A mother of a student at the school told DailyMail.com her daughter was in the school band with Harris. The mother said that her daughter said he was quiet. He used to sit in the corner by himself, very antisocial. On Monday night, Harris's home in the Carondelet District of South St. Louis was being searched by the authorities. One student, Jiria Luster, said they were banging on Mr. Williams' room door. They shot like four times. It was a white man. He said, all y'all are going to die. Now, I got to think about it. There's no law saying that um, if your first name is Orlando, you have to be black. There's an actor named Orlando Bloom, and he's Caucasian. He's white. But he's got to think about it. I mean, what difference does it make whether the shooter was white or black? That's number one. And number two, even though there is a famous actor with the first name Orlando, aren't the odds greater that if your first name is Orlando, you're probably going to be black? But I thought, oh, maybe, you know, there's no law. He could be white, whatever. The Parkland, Florida high school shooter, he was white. Could be. But Orlando Harris. So, sure enough, St. Louis TV station Fox 3 now has an article, Who Was Orlando Harris and What Happened at Central Visual and Performing Arts? And sure enough, there is his picture. And he's, he's, he's a dark-skinned black guy. So, why the student got to lie about that? What difference does it make? You know what they say. Children are not naturally racist. They have to be taught racism. You don't bring them up that way. It's not naturally going to occur to them to look at somebody differently because he or she has more or less melanin. You know what I'm saying? It's just not going to. So you got to throw that, well, it was a white guy. Well, no, it wasn't a white guy, but who cares? What, what difference does it make? That's a shame. That's a shame. But the bigger shame is the two people were murdered. That's the real shame. Didn't have to be that way. By the way, Ms. Kushka was a mother of five and grandmother of seven. She had been teaching at the school for 14 years. Know what I'm saying? And uh, now she's gone. Alexandria Bell was a 16-year-old student. Her family confirmed her death on social media hours after her mother posted in a panic that she couldn't find her. It's horrible. It's horrible. And the UK Daily Mail keeps on saying over and over and over again that police have not been able to explain how the gunman managed to get inside the so-called hardened school. 
told reporters there were seven armed guards at the scene. They then admitted that the guards saw the gunman trying to enter through a locked door. Instead of shooting him, the guard told school officials he was trying to get into the building and the police were called. Police said the sighting of the gunman bought them time. Oh, no, 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 no. No, I think it bought him time. The call to police came in at 9.11 a.m. Officers were on scene at 9.15. The gunman was engaged at 9.23 and declared down at 9.25. By 9.32, the gunman was secured. The building cleared by 9.52. In the 14 minutes they last between the first call and the gunman being shot dead, he had killed Ms. Kushka and 16-year-old Alexandria Bell. Now, let me ask something. You got seven, and I know, I know, the fog of war, the media makes mistakes. I know the 48-hour rule. I'm sorry. I've got to say this. I've got to ask this. If what we're told is true, and there were seven armed guards at that school, and at least one of them saw the guy trying to get in the locked door, I mean, great, you want to call 911, but first thing you do is say, is to pull your gun. You're an armed guard now, right? Armed guard. That's what they're telling us, right? I'm not making this up. Armed guard. The first thing you do is you pull your gun and you point it to the guy trying to get in the locked door and say, son, you better put your hands up right now, right? You better put your hands up right now. They're not trained to do that. Seriously. I'm just keeping it real, y'all. They're not trained to do that. I mean, this is St. Louis, Missouri, right? It's not Uvalde, Texas, right? Where they just stand around and listen to the kids being shot, right? Uh, this isn't Parkland, Florida, where they're too afraid to go in. Broward County Sheriff's Department. And uh, the police from, what was it? Uh, Cape Coral had to show up and and just buffalo their way past the sheriff's deputies who are too afraid to go in? This is St. Louis. Uh, why do you have seven armed guards at a school if uh, they're not going to stop somebody from shooting somebody? Now, again, again, I get it that the school campus may be huge, right? And the armed guards can't be everywhere at once. Okay. I understand all of that. But I also understand that they're telling us that at least one of the armed guards saw the guy trying to get into a locked, in through a locked door. Right? So, that's your opportunity, man. That's your opportunity. You pull your gun. You tell him to put his hands up. And you stay right there, man. Don't move a muscle. Why wasn't that done? Know what I'm saying, Holmes? 
I'm looking at it on Google Maps. It's not that big a school. Seven armed guards, they should be able to cover that whole thing. It's not as big as the high school I went to. No, I don't think so. What's up? Now, there are not nearly as many deaths as Uvalde or Sandy Hook in Newtown, and the shooter happened to be black. And a lot of times the way the media treats it is if the shooter's black, then the story disappears pretty quickly. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know, man. But what I just don't understand, black, white, red, brown, yellow, doesn't matter. One of the biggest school shootings in our history was Virginia Tech. That, ha- that guy happened to be you know, Asian, I think Korean. You know, I mean, there's evil in everybody's heart. Most of us not going to kill anybody. Well, there's evil in everybody's heart. So it's not even about skin color, but what I don't understand is how you can have seven armed guards and you know they had to be trained. Oh, well, look, you've all day. The head of the Texas Rangers, the State Patrol, not talking about the baseball team, talking about the State Patrol. The state police, Texas Rangers, said, hey, these guys were recently trained, and what they did that day during that shooting goes against everything they were trained to do. Okay. So, what's the solution? Because I'm just, I'm not buying, I'm not buying that, uh, These armed guards in St. Louis were trained just to call the police if somebody's trying to get in. No, man. Mm -mm. Nope. Boy, you better put your hands up. You see this thing? You're looking at the wrong end of it? It's called a gun. You better put your hands up, man. Right now. Right now. Now, if you're close enough, you don't threaten to tase him. See, they didn't tell us how far away the armed guard was from the guy. But instead of threatening to do something to the guy trying to get in through the supposedly locked door, he calls the police. The police get there in four minutes, but homeboy's already gotten inside the school and already murdered two people. When seconds count, the police are just a few minutes away, and they're going to get there as quickly as they could. I mean, four, four minutes is pretty good, but what are armed guards for if you got to call the cops? Armed guards. Not, not, not Curtis Lee was guardian angels that aren't allowed to carry guns because it's in New York City. And No, armed guards. What, uh, 
not not even gonna lie, fam. I mean, I'm just like, I'm shaking my head on this one. No reason in the world. No reason in the world that 61 year old teacher, mother and grandmother. No reason in the world that 16 year old teenage girl, her whole life ahead of her. No excuse in the world for them to be dead right now. I know, I know, Doc, people make mistakes. Right, people make mistakes. We all make mistakes. But usually, those mistakes don't add up to somebody being murdered. You know what I'm saying? Usually, that's the situation. So, um, it's just, it's mind-blowing to me. It's mind-blowing to me. But again, Joe Biden early in Bill Clinton's first term, got a bill passed, the Safe Schools Act, to make it against the law for school employees to carry, open carry, concealed carry, nothing. Joe Biden is the one that made those teachers and students sitting ducks. And, of course, everybody that, well, it passed the Senate by acclamation, voice vote. I think maybe two or three people in the House voted against it. And, of course, Bill signed it. And that's why you have school shootings. I mean, you didn't really have school shootings before that. There, okay, there was the one. There was the one where the guy climbed the tower at UT Austin in about 1966 or something like that. Well, that was very, very unusual. You had Columbine and all that stuff after the Safe Schools Act. Because it's just like a shooting gallery, sitting ducks. And you think Joe Biden cares about you? Really? The same Joe Biden who begged the Saudis, please don't tell anybody that you're going to cut the production and refinery of fuel until after the November election? That one? Okay, deep dive into the deep state coming up, including Joe and Hunter. But there's so much more. So much more. I can't tell you how excited I am to be partners. This is brand new. It's the first time I'm talking about it. To be partners with Patriot Mobile, America's only Christian conservative wireless carrier. Now, my mission is to glorify the Lord in everything that I do. And if that means supporting an organization that lives by biblical principles and promotes our God-given rights to freedom, I'm all in. I mean, it's kind of nice that save a lot of money on a cell phone bill every month because I, I think that God wants us to be good stewards of the finances that he blesses us with, but I mean, when you become a Patriot Mobile member, 
Your dollars are helping to fund our God-given right to freedom. A portion of every dollar Patriot Mobile earns is given back to the causes that support organizations that fight for First Amendment religious freedom, freedom of speech, Second Amendment right to bear arms, sanctity of life, and and the needs of our veterans and first responders. You know, when I heard a couple of months back that the liberal mainstream media was all bent out of shape because this Christian cell phone company was helping parents push back against godless school boards. I'm like, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. I got to get off of my, no names, please. I got to get off of my major cell phone carrier. I got to, I got to, I got to go over to Patriot Mobile. And when I got to talking to these folks, they're like, yeah, you know, we, uh, we just got 11 conservatives, Christian conservatives, elected to the school board in Fort Worth. I'm like, oh, man, I'm all about it. I'm all about it. Patriot Mobile has exceptional nationwide coverage, uses the same towers the main carriers use. Patriot Mobile has plans to fit any budget, along with great discounts for our veterans and first responder heroes, as well as multi-line users. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you are shifting your support from the leftist progressive agendas of big mobile. And and let me tell you something. You may not know this. All the big cell phone carriers give money to leftist progressive causes. Whether it's the Democrat National Committee, Planned Parenthood, Hillary, Clinton Global Initiative, whatever it is. Don't you think it's about time that you stop feeding into that? Switch your support from the leftist progressive agendas of Big Mobile to the Christian conservative causes of Patriot Mobile. Amen. First Amendment right to religious freedom. First Amendment right to freedom of speech. Second Amendment right to bear arms. Sanctity of life. Taking care of our veterans and first responders. And switching is so easy. All you have to do is go to patriotmobile.com. Call their customer service, which is right here in the good old USA. Number's easy to remember, 972-PATRIOT. Now, make sure you use the promo code DOC, that's D-O-C, my name, for free activation. You'll be glad you did. By the way, Patriot Mobile also now offers very competitive business plans to suit companies of any size. If you're a conservative-owned business, tired of seeing your hard-earned dollars go to corporate woke agendas, switch to Patriot Mobile Business. You can learn more at business.patriotmobile.com. Or call their 100% U.S.-based member services team at 469-FREEDOM. Again, make sure you use promo code DOC, D-O-C, for free activation. 
That's business.patriotmobile.com or 469freedom if you want to look at the business plan. But if you just want to look at the plan for you, your family, it's patriotmobile.com or call 972-PATRIOT. But either way, make sure you use Make sure you use the promo code DOC, D-O-C, for free activation. I'm so excited about these folks. They are the real deal. Amen, amen. All right. So, I don't know if you heard about this. The uh, guy who was campaigning for Governor Ron DeSantis for re-election and Marco Rubio for re-election was brutally attacked. TV station in Miami doxed him, called him a white supremacist while he's lying there all beat up in a hospital bed. Jennifer Van Lahr has the article over at redstate.com. A man canvassing for Senator Marco Rubio in the Miami area was brutally attacked Sunday night. According to a tweet from Rubio, which was accompanied by pictures of the bloodied and bruised man in an ambulance, somebody told the canvasser that, quote, Republicans are not welcome here, unquote, and then four people physically attacked the canvasser, causing internal bleeding and a broken jaw. Just hours later, ABC's Miami affiliate ran a story headlined, Hialeah Police, colon, no indication of political motive and attack on Rubio canvasser. Although the rest of the police spokesman's statement said at this time, there's no indication. And although the initial report is only about two paragraphs long, indicating that full statements have not been given. And although the police did not identify the victim, ABC got right into investigative mode and doxed the victim, then linked him to an alleged white supremacist group. Despicable. The story from Miami ABC TV affiliate WPLG begins by stating that police have arrested a 22-year-old man, Javier Lopez, in the attack and reporting on Marco Rubio's tweet. The rest of the story then focuses on attempting to discredit Rubio's account, dispute the motivation, and smear the victim. Here's a little bit of it for you. But a Hialeah police arrest report obtained by Local 10 News makes no mention of any additional attackers or any stated political motivation. When asked by Local 10 News if police believed the attack was politically motivated, Sergeant Jose Torres, a Hialeah Police Department spokesperson, said the agency would allow the investigation to reveal that, but as of Monday afternoon, there was no indication that is the case. The police report, which contains a very brief narrative, details that the attacker was standing in the middle of the sidewalk blocking the canvasser's path and that the canvasser walked toward the street to avoid the attacker. WPLG then named the victim 
and reported that he had been arrested in 2017 during a protest in Hollywood, Florida, regarding renaming Confederate statues and monuments accused of jabbing a flag containing a Confederate design at people. They don't note whether he was convicted or not, but they do note he was wearing a T-shirt that said League of the South and the Southern and that the Southern Poverty Law Center considers that a neo-Confederate hate group. Well, the Southern Poverty Law Center is a hate group. Anyway, the TV station WPLG reports that the victim had spoken publicly about his past support for white nationalism, but said he had changed his ways and that he initially agreed to be interviewed by the, the, the TV station, but this incident then changed his mind. Well, who can blame him? Assuming that the victim's background, as reported, is accurate, both the arrest and the part about changing his ways, still, what does it matter? There's no indication the attacker knew any of this, and even if the attacker's motive for telling the canvasser he couldn't pass by was, say, some kind of gang territorialism, the fact that someone who was clearly out there as part of the election process was so brutally attacked is not a good thing for our country and the fact that the press immediately goes into smear the victim mode makes them complicit in political violence. And that's what's up. Outrageous. All right. UK Daily Mail again. Exclusive. Joe Biden was complicit in six alleged white-collar crimes, including tax evasion, using non-public information for financial gain, and illegally utilizing his alias email, according to a 634-page watchdog report on contents of Hunter's laptop. A report by the guy who calls himself Marco Polo claims Joe Biden is complicit in tax evasion, violated the Presidential Records Act, and used non-public information for financial gain. The six incidents involving Joe listed in the report span from June 2010 to December 2016. I know, I know you're just, I'm just as shocked as you are. A 2016 email shows the then Vice President's senior advisor sent a schedule for his call with then Ukrainian President Petro Poroshenko and copied Hunter Biden in the message. Copying his son in the vice president's schedule constitutes a use of non-public information from a government job for financial gain, according to the report. The advisor had also sent the message to an alias email address Joe used under the name Robert Peters. The report claims Joe also illegally used his private alias email address under another pseudonym in a 2012 conversation with Secretary of State Anthony Blinken. Wow. Joe Biden, listed as an accomplice in six alleged white-collar crimes, an explosive 634-page report on the contents of Hunter's laptop by the Marco Polo Transparency Organization obtained exclusively by DailyMail.com. The incendiary report by the nonprofit Marco Polo 
Oh, a right wing transparency group. Oh, oh, wow. Oh, then we got to we got to uh, discount them if they're right wing. Oh, my goodness. They probably don't believe in the killing babies by abortion. Anyway, the incendiary report. Details accusations of 459 crimes allegedly committed by Hunter, including prostitution offenses, distribution and possession of drugs, defrauding government agencies, illegal foreign lobbying, and money laundering. The report, published by founder Garrett Ziegler, a 26-year-old former Trump White House aide, claims that Joe Biden is complicit in tax evasion, violations of the Presidential Records Act, and the Foreign Agents Registration Act, and using non-public information from a government job for financial gain. The six incidents involving Joe Biden listed in the report, well, we already told you, span from June 2010 to December 2016. Daily Mail is pretty good for getting news out there, but sometimes they like to repeat themselves. The report comes days after DailyMail.com reported a White House lawyer had sent Hunter and his business partner emails about then-Vice President Joe Biden's taxes in 2010, calling into question the Joe's claim. See, I'm not going to call him the president, whether they do or not. Calling into question Joe's claim he had no financial link to his son. Oh, we're calling into question the lie, huh? We're calling it into question. Well, there's no question. The guy's been lying his whole life. What do you mean calling into question? Marco Polo's report combs through the emails, texts, and pictures from the first son's abandoned MacBook Pro in painstaking detail and is designed, according to Ziegler, as a guide for both law enforcement and congressional investigators for what to subpoena to build a criminal case. It has been sent to all 535 members of the House and the Senate. Neither the White House nor Hunter's lawyers responded to DailyMail.com's requests for comment, but in combative text messages with a Marco Polo operative on Monday, Hunter's Hollywood attorney, Kevin Morris, called the report a package of libel. Oh, really? Better be careful what you wish for. You going to sue over that? I mean, discovery is going to be a mamma jamma if you file suit. Mr. Hunter Biden's Hollywood attorney, Kevin Morris, just so you know, bro, just so you know, discovery is going to be something you're not going to enjoy. In one May 2016 email highlighted in the report, John S. Flynn, a senior advisor to the vice president, sent Joe a schedule for his call with then-Ukrainian President Petro Poroshenko, and copied Hunter in the message. Hunter was on the board of Ukrainian gas company Burisma at the time. The email said, Boss, 8.45 a.m. prep for 9 a.m. call with President Poroshenko. Then we're off to Rhode Island. And it attached a Microsoft Word document with a briefing. Marco Polo claims that copying Hunter in the vice president's schedule constitutes a use of Non-public information from a government job for financial gain, which allegedly violates Section 2635 of the U.S. Code of Federal Regulations. Flynn sent the message to an alias email address Joe used under the name Robert Peters. The report also claims Joe also illegally utilized his private 
alias email address under another pseudonym, under another pseudonym, Robin Ware, W-A-R-E, in a 2012 conversation with Secretary of State Anthony Blinken, who was then National Security Advisor to the Vice President. It just gets deeper, man. By the way, just so you know, the Presidential Records Act requires the Vice President to turn over all official records, including government-related communications to the National Archives and Records Administration for preservation. It is unclear whether that occurred with emails on Joe's private addresses. Well, I mean, he must have, because if he didn't, the FBI would have uh, raided the White House, right? Or maybe raided uh, one of Joe's Wilmington homes, Wilmington, Delaware, on the weekend, right? Because that's what you do. And there's some kind of conflict about whether you gave all, over all your uh, official records, right? That's what they did in Mar-a-Lago, right? So any day now, right? Any day now. Come on, man. Marco, <laughs> I, 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 I couldn't resist. Marco Polo. Ever hear that? It reminds me of being in the pool, right? Marco Polo. Marco Polo claims that Joe was involved in attempted tax evasion by failing to declare to the IRS the alleged gift of having thousands of dollars of his personal bills paid for by Hunter's company. Yeah, that, 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 that could be tax evasion. What y'all think? The report points to June 2010 emails from Hunter's business partner, in his Rosemont Seneca consultancy, Eric Schwerin, which lists over $5,227 of bills, including home maintenance and insurance. Schwerin wrote, I am not sure which ones are a priority and which should get paid out of, quote, my, unquote, account. Another email five days later, shows money flowing between Hunter and Joe's accounts. Schwerin wrote, your dad's, de your dad's Delaware tax refund check came today. I'm depositing it in his account and writing a check in that amount back to you since he owes it to you. The 634-page report claims to have identified 140 business-related crimes by Hunter 191 sex-related, and 128 drug-related. Now, Joe says he's uh, proud of Hunter, by the way. Hunter's already facing an FBI investigation over alleged money laundering, tax crimes, and illegal foreign lobbying. Yeah, have they raided his home yet? Washington Post reported this month that agents believe they have enough evidence for Delaware prosecutor David Weiss to charge Hunter with tax and gun crimes. Yeah, like that's going to happen. DailyMail.com stories are among the over 2,000 footnotes in the wide-ranging Marco Polo report, which covers Hunter's deals, his deals with Chinese intelligence-linked oil giant CEFC, allegedly corrupt Ukrainian gas firm Burisma, Russian oligarchs, and Mexican billionaires. The shocking document also makes outright accusations of criminality by Hunter and his associates. Marco Polo alleges Biden family confidant Rob Walker laundered $6 million 
from their Chinese business partners through his company, Robinson Walker LLC, to Hunter. Now, yeah, I found out something kind of interesting about this Rob Walker guy. Because I had never heard of him until Tucker Carlson interviewed Tony Bobolinsky on Tucker's Fox News show right before the 2020 presidential election, okay? And Tony Bobolinsky was spilling the beans about how all the laws the Bidens broke and the fact that Joe was intensely, intimately involved in everything, even though he claimed he never talked to his um, son about any business dealings. All right? Now, he was all over it. And so Tucker interviewed him for an hour right before the 2020 presidential elections. And... Tony Bobolinsky, a guy I'd never heard of before, quoted this Rob Walker guy pleading with him not to go public. He's like, you're going to bury all of us, man. You're just going to bury all of us. So the next day, I was on my little local radio talk show in Little Rock, Arkansas, talking about it. And lo and behold, come to find out from one or more listeners that this Rob Walker guy actually lives in the same town I live in, Little Rock, Arkansas. And that was kind of a surprise. Now, if it had been somebody um, involved in, like, uh, Clinton corruption, you know, then I would not be surprised, you know, Bill Clinton still has a lot of contacts in in Arkansas, Little Rock and other places in Arkansas. But uh, I'm sitting there thinking, as I'm trying to do a talk show on the radio, what's the connection between the Bidens and, you know, this guy with a law firm in Little Rock, Arkansas? That was a surprise to me. Let's see. Bloomberg says Robinson Walker LLC operates as a law firm, represents individual small businesses, corporations, and nonprofit organizations. Robinson Walker LLC specializes in business law, civil litigation, estate planning, and government regulations. Robinson Walker LLC offers educational resources, publications, and research. Robinson Walker LLC is located in Washington, D.C. Really? Did they move? Because they were in Little Rock. No, I I, I, I followed up when I checked into it, and Rob Walker was from Little Rock, Arkansas. I don't know, man. I don't know. 
But, you know, you, you look it up. You look it up, and um, it's kind of hard to find much on Google. I bet DuckDuckGo would be a lot easier. I'm just saying. Let, let, me, let, me, let me just try it on DuckDuckGo and see if we get, see if we get anything different. I have to get a new keyboard. Yeah, this one doesn't want to do anything. I copied and pasted from the uh, the Google over to the uh, over to the DuckDuckGo, and all of a sudden my keyboard doesn't work anymore. Isn't that weird? Anyway. I just I just thought that was an interesting sidelight and and sometimes I go down the rabbit trail so I apologize. So Again, Marco Polo alleges Biden family confidant Rob Walker laundered 6 million dollars from their Chinese business partners through his company Robinson Walker LLC to Hunter it accuses Hunter of a FARA violation, F-A-R-A. Now, FARA, that's like um, if you're a, a, a foreign agent. FARA stands for Foreign Agents Registration Act, which has been around since 1938. You can't just be an American citizen and be an agent representing a foreign government unless you you know, register with the government, with our government and, and get that cleared and everything. So, and that's one of the things that um, has been a problem with the Clinton Foundation from day one. But anyway, yeah, I went there. No, I know. No, seriously, I know. It accuses Hunter of a FARA violation by intervening on Burisma owner Nikolai Zlochevsky's behalf with the State Department to resolve a visa issue for the oligarch's trip to Mexico in 2015 without Hunter registering as an agent of Burisma with the U.S. government. Ziegler's report said that after almost two years of research with the help of private investigators and lawyers on his team, they, they put this thing together. Among the report's revelations are apparent contradictions and statements Hunter Biden made about a 3.16 carat diamond gifted to him by his Chinese business partner with links to the Beijing government. Hunter met CEFC chairman Yi Jianming in Miami, February 2017, who gave him the $80,000 rock. His estranged wife, Kathleen, found out about it, and her lawyer emailed Hunter's lawyer asking for proof that the diamond had been placed in a safety deposit box. His attorney, Sarah Mancinelli, wrote, there is no diamond in Hunter's possession. I don't know where Kathleen is getting access to this information. But on this score, what your email purports below is inaccurate. Huh. Well, in subsequent media interviews, in subsequent media interviews, claimed he gave it to an associate and never saw it again. Oh, so Hunter claimed, yeah, okay, I got you. 
they left a word out. It happens. We all make mistakes. But the Marco Polo report points out Hunter changed this story, claiming he gave it back to Jian Ming, the Chinese guy. One of his former wife's divorce filings says, Mr. Biden now admits through counsel that he was in possession of a diamond, but asserts that it had been returned to the entity that gave it to him. Pictures on the laptop show Hunter photographed a stone matching its description over a year later in Delaware at the home of his lover and brother's widow, Haley Biden, in March 2018. Hunter does not appear to have declared the diamond as income, which could constitute further tax violations. Yeah, but nothing's going to happen, just, just so you know. Now, since they mentioned his girlfriend, Haley, who's his brother's widow, are you aware that an email exists that Hunter sent to his dad, Joe, informing dear old dad that Haley said she had to stop coming over to Hunter's house with the kids because she was upset that Hunter liked to walk around naked smoking crack in front of the kids. Now, the question is, Uh, what kind of home did Hunter grow up in that he felt like it was perfectly normal? No, 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 no. Not to walk around naked in front of his, his niece and or nephew smoking crack. No, 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 no. No, I can't blame that on his mom and dad because sometimes people are raised right and, and they go astray. No, 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 that's what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is what kind of home did you grow up in that as a 49 or 50-year-old full-grown man, you feel like it's normal to email dad, eh, dad Haley and I are in the outs again. Now, nah, well, she says she can't bring the kids over anymore. She's complaining I like to walk around the house naked smoking crack in front of the kids. yeah. You you just matter-of-factly email that to your dad? Like that's a normal thing to talk about? Joe's proud of him, though. Oh, Joe's proud of him. Uh, I just, uh, I just, I mean, I just can't. But you know what you can do if you want you can look at all this stuff. Yeah, you can. You sure can. There's a website. And there's a lot of stuff on the website. And if you know, if you want to look at all the stuff, you know, you make it a bookmark on your computer and you go back and, you know, check it out over, over, over the weekend at your leisure. But it's BidenLaptopReport.MarcoPoloUSA.org. You got that? BidenLaptopReport.MarcoPoloUSA.org. And I can't believe now that the Daily Mail has outed the guy who did this, I can't believe he hasn't been raided, you know? I mean, well, no, 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 think about it. Think about it. 
they raided the uh, the couple that was trying to sell Ashley Biden's diary, right? Remember that, right? I mean, that's how we figured out that the diary was was for real. Was a real thing, right? Because they raided I mean, they arrested the people that were going to sell it. You know, the diary that's Joe Biden's daughter said her dad used to take showers with her when she's a little girl. And, you know, in retrospect, that was probably inappropriate. And I don't know if you noticed recently, but Joe Biden keeps on uh, getting uncomfortably close to little girls and sniffing their hair and stuff. You notice that? He's not going to stop. Nope. Not going to stop. Got a real creepy guy in the Oval Office. Real creepy. All right, now... So it's going to take a deep dive into the deep state. That's part of it. But there's more. I mean, talking about um, the election situation. 2nd about the new email. That reveals the answer to the establishment's efforts to oust, oust Trump. There's, there's a lot today, y'all. There's a lot today. So that's coming right up. First of all, let me just ask some. Are you having problems with sinuses and allergies? Are you experiencing dizziness, vertigo? Well, the Arkansas Cervical Center might be able to help you. Let me tell you how. Your skull weighs anywhere from 8 to 15 pounds. It rests on the top bone of your spinal column, the atlas, which only weighs 2 ounces. So it's really easy for your atlas to get get out of alignment. If it does, your whole spinal column can get kinked up like a chain. When that happens, your central nervous system isn't able to communicate with the rest of your body as it is designed to do. Now, I had severe hay fever five or six weeks every spring all my life. When I got my atlas adjusted, the hay fever went away, and it has never come back. Again, if you're suffering from sinus conditions, allergies, vertigo, even migraines, Do yourself a favor. Call my friends at the Arkansas Over Cervical Center, 501-279-2009 for a free consultation. They've helped me, my wife, and so many people we know. Call them. See if they can help you. That number again for your free consultation is 501-279-2009. Now, if you are outside central Arkansas, 
There are people who do this in other parts of the country. So go to their website, turnmypoweron.com. Click on Find a Doctor, and I sure hope that you can. All right. New email reveals answer to establishment's efforts to oust Trump. That is coming up, but I got to play you a little bit of audio first. Monday night, October 24th, was the one and only debate between the best governor in the country, Ron DeSantis, and one of the worst former governors in the country, Charlie Crist. And I tell you what, DeSantis is fantastic. I got a little clip uh, a little over a minute long to give you an idea why conservatives all, this, all over this country, and especially conservatives in Florida, love this guy. You know, I would say when you oppose the parents' rights and education bill, which prevents six, seven, eight-year-olds from having sexuality, gender ideology injected in their curriculum, you are the one that's waging the culture war. I'm simply defending parents and students because it's inappropriate to have that in elementary school. It's inappropriate to tell a a six-year-old that they were born in the wrong body. It's inappropriate to tell an eight-year-old that they may have been born a girl, but maybe they're really a boy. That's wrong. We need to do the basics. We need to teach them to read, write, add, and subtract. Uh, And if we do that, we'll continue to lead in fourth grade reading and fourth grade math like we did in today's NAEP results, which is a great testament to having open schools and a lot of hardworking folks in our school system. I also signed, I'm the, I'm the father of a five-year-old daughter and a two-year-old daughter as well as a four-year-old son, but my daughters are very athletic and we signed legislation to protect the right of women athletes, that you should not have someone competing on the men's team for three years and then switch to the women's team. Charlie Crist opposed that bill. He said he would have vetoed it. I'm going to protect women's sports in the state of Florida. Sweet. We need to hear more of that out of more Republican candidates. And that's one of the reasons that people like this uh, Carrie Lake that's running for governor of Arizona so much because that's her kind of message too, you know? But the deep state is deep, and I don't know... If you heard the latest about Laura Logan, well, she upset the powers that be at Newsmax. Yeah, so so Newsmax is not going to have her back on because something she said. And it's a shame... And sometimes the truth offends people. I mean, Fox News, Fox Nation, kind of kicked her to the curb at one point. Yeah, she used to be on Fox News, yeah. And she was on with Eric Bowling on Newsmax, and I guess she... uh, Offended the tender sensibilities of the owner of Newsmax. Here's a clip. He's talking to Emerald Robinson, who is now on uh, Mike Lindell's 
platform. Emerald Robinson used to be the White House correspondent for Newsmax, and she offended them, so they 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 fired her. Here's how it went. And you know what's what's um, interesting to me is that. I love all the people who sent me messages of support. It means so much to me. Um, but the funny part is that I really don't care about being canceled by Newsmax. Uh, I could never have been part of the Ukraine war porn that they put all over their air. I could never have been a part of their um, refusal to acknowledge the uh, fraud in the elections and to suppress any conversation of that. And and so, you know, I, there's a reason that I haven't gone rushing into the arms of another employer after um, Fox Nation asked me to lay low for a while and let everything blow over when um, people reacted to my comments about Dr. Fauci. And by the way, look at everything coming out now about Dr. Fauci, which is all the stuff I knew at the time. And those were the doctors and people I was speaking to who who compared Fauci uh, to Joseph Mengele and said he would be known as the greatest mass killer in history because of all the millions of people who are dead as a result of Dr. Anthony Fauci's behavior and and his lies and his um, self-enrichment and self-aggrandizement. You know, the man is just a stone-cold blooded killer. It's just unbelievable. So I, I'm not surprised that these people are censoring me. It's a miracle that I haven't been censored more broadly, I guess, at this point. Um, but what I uh, what I find so extraordinary is the things that they object to are a roadmap to their guilt. I mean, you're right. When you're over the target, that's when they come for you, right? They don't bother if, you, um, if you're just full of nonsense. That's Laura Logan. Now, you want to hear what she said? They got Newsmax all bent out of shape? Because, yeah, Fauci is a mass murderer, in my humble opinion, and you're entitled to it. He is like Mengele. No, 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 listen to me. His agency gave a lot of money, a lot of money, to the University of Pittsburgh to do organ harvesting of what they called fetuses, unborn babies, from six weeks in utero to 42 weeks in utero. And I'm like, well, now, wait a minute. I always thought 40 weeks is when the baby popped out. But their paperwork said six weeks in utero to 42 weeks in utero. And you don't think Fauci has the blood of children on his hands? All right, so I've got the clip, the whole thing, of Laura Logan on with Eric Bowling, and about two minutes and 20 seconds, and it went like this friend of ours, an investigative journalist extraordinaire, and more importantly, a good friend of mine as well, Laura Logan. Welcome, Laura. Laura, I mean, it's amazing what's going on right here in this city, New York City. These, these invaders, these illegals, they, they, when, when Mayor Adams takes them in, they're building 10 cities. There's Xbox, there's entertainment forum, there's three square meals. If you're in Venezuela where inflation is going through the roof and you can barely feed your family, why not come here? It's a much better lifestyle for them. 
Well, not only is it a better lifestyle forum, Eric, but basically you're creating a two-tier system where um, people who come here illegally and break the law are absolved of any responsibility for that. And then they're subject to a different set of rules to every other American. And it's really interesting because... You know, we live in a moment where you can see all over the place that this administration is desperate to incite some kind of event, right? Incite people to act that will prove the lie of white terrorism and white supremacy in America today and give them an excuse to crack down, right? They need a rice that fire. And um, and when you see the way that they're flaunting, um, you know, the, 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 sec- the separate set of rules for illegal immigrants, you have to wonder and at least ask the question if part of the motion- motivation um, or maybe just one of the benefits is that they know that they're rubbing the face of the average American, and especially at a moment in this country where people's mortgages are going through the roof, where food prices are going through the roof, where people are very soon going to start losing their homes, losing their jobs, and so on. And, um, you know, when you look at that in terms of the bigger picture here, anyone who's trying to unite this country, anyone who's trying to um, strengthen the economy and save the economy, they're not doing what the Biden administration is doing. And all of this nonsense about, oh, how you need illegal immigrants to come and do the jobs Americans are too lazy to do. You know what? I live in a town of illegal immigrants and nobody wants to do that work. Okay? Nobody. Not even the people who are illegal a lot of the time. And so, you know, all people are the same, really. That's what I'm trying to say. All people are the same. And when your own people are in the most dire economic circumstances that they've been in, in living memory, for you to be creating a... Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let me back that up. Did I miss something there? Um, you know, when you look at that in terms of the bigger picture here, anyone who's trying to unite this country, anyone who's trying to um, strengthen the economy and save the economy, they're not doing what the Biden administration is doing. And all of this nonsense about, oh, how you need illegal immigrants to come and do the jobs Americans are too lazy to do. You know what? I live in a town of illegal immigrants and nobody wants to do that work. Okay, nobody, not even the people who are illegal a lot of the time. And so, you know, all people are the same, really. That's what I'm trying to say. All people are the same. And when your own people are in the most dire economic circumstances that they've been in, in living memory, for you to be creating a... Okay, so they don't get to the part... They don't get to the part that got her into trouble. So... I think I think it's on this one. Hang on. It's right out of it's right out of the playbook. The right out of the socialist playbook. You divide and conquer. You don't tell yep. them your intent. You get people to come in. You got your useful idiots. Those of us who are paying lie for these people to have lie. all these luxuries and they lie yep. about. It. Yeah. All right. Here we go. How's it end? Well, How badly. It, end? <laughs> it ends badly for some. Um, okay. So on a serious note. Um, You know, people of all faiths have said to me that this is a spiritual battle. I am a firm and solid and immovable believer in God. And I believe that God wins. I believe that good is greater than evil. And I believe that the fallen angel, otherwise known as Satan, doesn't get to prevail in this world. So um, if you follow the Bible or if you follow the Quran or you follow uh, the Book of Mormon, you know, people talk in various different ways about the uh there's no comparison between the bible and those other two but anyway 
the end times. And if you fight for God, God will fight for you. But people, final, humanity. Final thought, Lara, Final thought, though. I have to, I have to ask you this because my, my audience is, is very God fearing, God loving, etc. Final thought. I only a couple of seconds, please. Um, does is God okay with a closed border? much bigger than that. God believes that in, in sovereignty and national identity and the sanctity of family and all the things that we've lived with from the beginning of time. And he knows that the open border is Satan's way of taking control of the world through all of these uh, people who are his stooges and his, and his uh, servants. And they may think that they're going to become gods. That's what they tell us. You have all know Harari and, and all the rest of them at the World Economic Forum. You know, the ones who want us eating insects, cockroaches and that while they dine uh, on the blood of children. <laughs> yeah. Those are the people, right? They're not yeah. going to win. We, they're not going to win. Well, yeah. There you go. That's the part that got her kicked off Newsmax. Talking about the World Economic Forum, she said, you know, the ones who want us eating insects, cockroaches, while they dine on the blood of children. Now, we don't know if she meant dining on the blood of children metaphorically or if she, you know, has some kind of evidence to back that up. You know, I don't know. I don't know. But there's plenty of evidence that they do want us eating insects. I mean, and if you're not aware of that, then okay, you're probably a normal person, unlike me, who's just looking at stuff, evidence of all kinds of stuff going on all the time. Okay? But there's there's plenty of evidence out there for that. You know, if you uh if you're interested in finding out about it. Yeah, that was enough. You know, with all the stuff that gets said on MSNBC, all the racism over there, Newsmax is like, oh, no, we can't be like that. We can't be like that. Okay, now, let me get to, let me get to the new email revealing the answer to the establishment's efforts to oust Trump over the epictimes.com from the great Jeff Carlson and the great Hans Monkey, an FBI email previously not known to the public has revealed that the Bureau planned to make Igor Danchenko the primary source for British former spy Christopher Steele's Trump dossier, a confidential human source before it had even interviewed him. The revelation which came out as a result a special counsel John Durham's case against Danchenko indicates the FBI deliberately targeted 2016 presidential candidate and later President Donald Trump with claims it already knew at the time to be false. So, again, as we wait for the other shoe to drop with John Durham, as we weigh on one hand the idea that so many of us have been so disappointed for so many years that he just goes after the small fry, the peripheral characters. And on the other hand, a brilliant attorney like Cash Patel says, yes, but he's getting so much on the record. And on the other hand, well, 
his bosses the thoroughly politically compromised Attorney General Merrick Garland. So what if Durham wants to indict a whole bunch of people that Merrick Garland won't let him touch? And you just wonder where it's going. But I would recommend, it's it's a long article. We can't read the whole thing right now, but I would recommend to you the article at theepictimes.com entitled New Email Reveals Answer to Establishment's Efforts to Oust Trump. Because I think if you're listening to the sound of my voice, then you, you want to know what's going on. We have more audio, by the way. And this one was phenomenal. An MSNBC reporter trying to cover the upcoming senatorial and gubernatorial elections in Pennsylvania decided, well, you know what? Here I am, a hardcore liberal MSNBC reporter. I wonder if I could get a focus group of conservative Republicans, like Trump supporters, and um, challenge them. So that's what she did. And I think you'll be pleasantly surprised that it did not go well for her. Now, I don't know if you've seen this yet or not. I've seen a lot of places on Twitter. Most normal people are on Facebook. Some folks are not on social media or not. So I don't know if you've seen this or not. But I need to share it with you because it was just a thing of beauty. Mastriano was at the insurrection. She says, Mastriano was at the insurrection. Doug Mastriano is a state senator from Pennsylvania. For those of you who live outside Pennsylvania, he is the Republican nominee for governor of Pennsylvania. Now, speaking of which, if you've been paying attention, you know, there was no insurrection. There was a fedsurrection. It was a setup by the feds. But see, she doesn't want to hear about that. As far as she's concerned, it was an insurrection. And how dare anybody be there? Know what I'm saying? Anyway, so that's how she gets started. Mastriano was the insurrection. <laughs> Mastriano was at the insurrection, and he was photographed breaching one of the restricted areas. They're ready for Here we go. Is that okay? Which area? Because I saw a video where Capitol officers yes. were taking away barriers and unlocking Open doors. doors. So, yeah. oh, that's I mean, I... They open. They're like, hey. The police let people in. What's your problem? 
What do you got, issues? Here's more. So it shouldn't be disqualifying for an elected official no, no, if they participated in January 6th? He didn't, he didn't strike anybody. He didn't hurt anybody. Yep. And the only one that died was a protester there, not a Capitol Police An unarmed officer. female veteran. Was That's the only one that died. That's well, the only one who died. A police officer did die. No. She's lying to them, and they're not taking it. A police officer did die. No. It was a stroke. That's not. That's not, not on site. Caused by that, that's because right. he shouldn't have been a police officer. It was one woman. So, what do you make though overall of Jane? So she just she, they give her the information. No, a police officer died of a stroke, and not at the Capitol. Typical liberal. Well, let me ask you about something else. Then you've proved I'm a liar. So let's move on to something else. Got it. So what do you make of, I make of the fact you're a propagandist, not a journalist, and this is pitiful. So what do you make, though, overall of January 6th? I mean, it was, watching that footage, it was pretty disturbing. I mean, there were people throwing excrement at the walls. No, there weren't. There's no video of that. Just making it up, man. There was n- there's no video of anybody throwing excrement at walls on January 6th. Outrageous. But again, this is MSNBC. It was our, you know, it's the capital. It looked a lot like Antifa's actions. Yeah, it looked a lot, except on a much smaller scale. It looked the same as the Black Lives Matter riots. That's what I saw. The similarities Burns, Kenosha. Yeah, one of them brings up Kenosha, Wisconsin. Yeah, she don't want to hear that. She does not want to hear that. Here's more. Okay, just because just because one side that you no, disagree with, I'm saying okay Antifa infiltrated. Good for one, it's good for the other. Anybody I don't who harmed anybody, way. anybody who caused property destruction, that needs to be dealt with. Yeah, but if you're there making side. your voice heard at the right. people's house, no less. Yeah, that, I, that's again, it's a fundamental constitutional right of an American citizen, and people should not be being held political prisoner uh, because of it. Which they are. which they are, and that's the point he's making. People are being held as political prisoners for expressing their constitutional rights. She didn't want to hear that. Misdemeanors. That's East Germany. That's East Germany. Yeah, that's what's scary. It was an actual fiery but mostly peaceful protest. And the other ones that were the... Was the protest... So... The ditzy liberal, quote, journalist, unquote, didn't even get the joke. It was a fiery but mostly peaceful protest. That just went right by her. She did not get the joke. And the other ones that were the off. Was the protest legitimate our, in your our eyes? Administration, because... I feel like, is using it as their Reichstag fire. Yeah. That's exactly what they're using it as. Mm-hmm. Now. The question is, since she is a typical mainstream 
reporter and a young one. Does she even know what he means by Reichstag fire? Does she even know? The arson attack on the Reichstag building. It would be like attacking our Congress building, specifically the House of Representatives meets in, in D.C. I mean, like burning it. The Reichstag fire was an arson attack on the Reichstag building, home of the German parliament in Berlin. Monday, February 27, 1933, precisely four weeks after Nazi leader Adolf Hitler was sworn in as Chancellor of Germany. And Hitler was behind it, but blamed it on his, his enemies. Do you think that President Trump could... Now, see, what happened was, after he said the thing about the Reichstag fire, they edited the video. And that's why you got the sound effects. On fire. Yeah. That's exactly what they're using it as. You get that? So no telling what happened between the guy saying that and the rest of it. I think that President Trump could have quelled the violence that day. Again. He said peaceful protest. And once the violence got started, he did a video on Twitter about, please, everybody... Remain peaceful, go on home, you know, support our law enforcement. And Twitter took that down very quickly, just a matter of just a few moments. He tried to do that. So the question is, does she not know that? Or is she just trying to reaffirm what her viewers believe? Not him. I don't think so, no. It started while he was still speaking. I was actually there. I I, I was there to to see what I thought was going to be the last time I ever saw Trump in Little Island. So did he tell everybody to go and and start riding? No. I didn't think so. No, and actually, um, I I, I stayed for the whole speech, like a ton of people did. Mm -hmm. And then we all headed to the Capitol because he said, let's go to the Capitol and, and... Peacefully, let, Peacefully, let our voices keyword. be heard. And we get to the Capitol, we're like, what the hell's going on? Because it had already happened. I'm pretty sure I saw Democratic operatives instigating people to oh, cross totally. barriers. Yep. Now, the people responding to this on uh, social media, they're freaking out. They're like, oh, it's worse than we thought because everything these Trump supporters said was a lie. Uh, no. Everything they said was true. Everything they said was true. What Ronald Reagan said, the problem is our liberal friends believe so many things that just aren't so. Know what I'm saying? Now, that having been said, I think it's about time once again to say, hit it, Brian. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. It's the Doc Washburn Show Tweet of the Day. Brought to you by RedRiverYourWay.com. Red River Your Way, a big old car dealership in the middle of the United States that believes in freedom. 
including your freedom to buy the car, truck, van, or SUV of your choice online the way you want to, have it delivered to your front door anywhere in the continental United States of America. And today's tweet of the day, U.S. Senator Ted Cruz out of Texas went on The View and just mauled them, metaphorically speaking, of course. It went something like this. Try to say the election was fair and square and legitimate. You know who y'all don't do that to? You don't do it to Hillary Clinton, who stood up and said Trump stole the election. You don't do it to Abrams, who said said that the election was stolen. They sat here and said it was illegitimate, and and you guys were fine with it. Okay, so 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 it's illegitimate when Republicans win, but not when Democrats win. No, you know, here's the thing. We may not like when Republicans win, but we don't go and we don't storm. We don't try to change what... Did I miss an entire year of Antifa riots where cities across this country were burning? Did you hear that? Whoopi said, I don't know what an Antifa riot is. You don't have any idea how ignorant these people are. Whoopi Goldberg is in her own little bubble. She probably doesn't have any idea. What an Antifa riot is. You know what I'm saying? Well, I know, I know. Stupid or ignorant. Uh, she's both. These cars well, are being yeah, firebombed. You Your it. position is the left doesn't engage in violence, really? No, they wanted to not our friend Mike Pence. Like, we how do we do, make you sense just of accused that? us of doing something we didn't do. You said Hillary Clinton didn't say whatever she didn't say. I'm saying to you, listen. And she said we're sitting here and you we were come, fine with her saying it was illegitimate come, yes, for, for Republicans her it was. to win. She called so Donald Trump the next opinion. morning and yeah. she conceded the election, Ted. That doesn't make any difference. She kept on saying for years that he stole it and it was illegitimate. That's what he's saying. They don't care. They're trying to change the subject. She sat there while, while Donald Trump Hillary was getting Clinton sworn says in. Trump is an illegitimate president. Hillary Clinton right. says the election is stolen from you. Hillary Clinton in 2002, George W. Bush was selected, oh, not elected. Joe Biden, <laughs> Al Gore was was elected president. So Joe Biden yeah. claims just George we don't W. Bush is illegitimate. That's all that woman can do at that point was to try to get him to uh, turn his volume down. We, you just said we don't scream at each other. She can't deal with a word he's saying. And by the way, by the way, their token so-called conservative, Alisa Farah, who used to be in the Trump White House, and she was press secretary for... Uh, Mike Pence for about two years. She tried to get a word edgewise and say, well, they tried to kill my former boss. With what? Not a one of them brought a gun. I mean, they keep on going with, oh, it was a violent... But this takes us back. I'm old enough to remember just a few months ago when Ted Cruz himself said that January 6th was a violent terrorist attack on the Capitol. And Tucker Carlson had him on that night, and Ted was apologizing. He said, I misspoke, and 
Tucker said, with respect, Senator, with respect, you're the smartest person in the Congress. You'll always choose your words carefully. I, I'm sorry, I, I, can't, I can't accept that you misspoke. I'm sure you knew exactly what you were saying. So is he trying to walk it back? I don't know. But I know one thing. I was a big supporter of his in the 2016 primaries. But once he said that, I could never trust him again. Sorry. Because he knows that's not true. So I wonder if he went on The View today to try to help people forget what he said. I don't know, but either way, um, he, uh, he dispatched them quite easily, didn't he? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Again, so excited about our new partner, Patriot Mobile. Boy, am I excited. And again, if you want to save money and stop giving money to a big cell phone carrier that gives money to causes that you just hate, that you just can't stand, Go to PatriotMobile.com, or you can call them at 972-PATRIOT and make sure you use promo code DOC, D-O-C, to get your free activation. And you'll be glad you did. You've been listening to episode 266 of the all-new Doc Washburn Show. The views and opinions expressed on the Doc Washburn Show do not necessarily reflect those of our advertisers, but they love us and we love them. Today's program has been produced by Tim Terrible, directed by Mick Messy. This has been a Terribly Messy production. Portions of today's show will be taken overseas and dropped. If you'd like a transcript of today's episode of the all-new Doc Washburn Show, simply peel the roof of a Rolls-Royce panel truck and send it to Mansour's Computer Solutions, 7th floor of the Ephemeral B. Smoot Building, Whitehall, Arkansas, in care of Sheriff Mansour Sempier X. And that's the way it is. Monday, October 24th, 2022.